Welcome back. Welcome back to the Mind of the Fox Show. Well, I need an intro song. I said this when I was just doing the audio, um, but I want some. Welcome back. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> intro coming. Watch, watch, watch me have an intro in the next two, four episodes. Watch. Um, E.T. How you doing? Welcome back to the Mind of the Fox Show. I'm Narchi, the healthy hoodlum. I'm the host. We got some guests coming. Oh, we got some guests coming. I can't wait. Y'all, we got to, uh, I'm going to throw it out there real quick. Yeah, she still will do it because I'm going to make her do it because she said she will do it. I met this uh, black woman. Uh, slim thick. Very slim. She's slim. She's thick. Keep that in mind. Um, just foreshadowing one of my guests. Get y'all intrigued. She's studying to be a doctor, not a nurse, real life doctor, like doctor, doctor, right? She don't like BBLs. I said something one day, and you never know how people feel. But you know, I don't. I'm not a big fan of BBLs. We'll get into one of that. But I'm just saying, me and her go talk about BBLs, but she gonna bring it up from a healthy standpoint. I'm just bringing it up from my, from you know, my own opinion. But she got the facts, the doctor's facts behind why BBL is horrible. That's one of my guests coming. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited because I we, we visual, y'all. I'm still having got over the fact I got a sign. I told y'all pay attention to that. That's always changed. That picture, I didn't really like what was going on there. I mean, because it wasn't that picture is temporary. Like I told you, I got paintings coming. I got paintings coming, which is a you know bigger size than that little daddy. Well, anywho. Pantages and all this stuff, but okay. Black sheep, black sheep. That's the episode today. And even though it says the goat, we're talking about sheep. Okay, and I actually got. I'm gonna show y'all. It's a lion, so I'll get into that too. But we're talking about wolves. But I didn't really have no wolf shirt, and I didn't feel like going to get one. When this is the closest thing, but black sheep wolf. We'll get into it. I don't know if you ever heard the analogy or heard people say nowadays the, the black sheep is the goat of the family the goat the goat being the greatest of all time you ever heard that guess what you just heard it now that's what has been floating around I've, I've, on my you know timeline here and there I can consider myself the black sheep black sheep being you know how most of, okay I guess well if you don't know I guess we gotta go into this real quick most sheep are white, okay? Just every now and then, you'll have like a black sheep. Black sheep, like just just literally the sheep is black. Just like it, almost swans are white, and every now and then you got a black one. People say you're the black sheep of the family, being like, you different, you odd, you just don't fit in, you're always causing problems. You just, you just stick out. You look different, and you just literally, just think of it from the analogy, we'll get there, but if you had a group of sheep, sheep, and then you had this one black one. Not only would the black one stand out, but it would give the other white ones away, good or bad, because it's so different, it stands out, you know what I mean? So it's just, you the black sheep, you just different, you stand out, you just don't go with the flow. Black sheep is not always a bad thing. Once again, the black sheep curses to the goat, meaning you broke generational curses, you're doing things differently, you're paving a new way for your 
you know, family and community. Sometimes the black sheep can be, you just, you're straight devil's advocating your asshole. But typically, the black sheep is the person the family just didn't quite like because, you know, they were um, their own thinker. They didn't think the way the family thought, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that leads me into this, and I guess, I guess I should have said this earlier in the message. There's two points I always want to make, and this is why I want to consider myself the black sheep when it comes to just anything in walks of life, with health, fitness, religion, whatever, even, you know, sex, because, you know, I refrained from it for a, a while. Um, two things. You're going to always hear me say, but I want to say it now. That's why I said I'm going to come at the black sheep, especially when it comes to religion, spirituality, and all that. The first thing, it's okay to say, I don't know. Meaning, hear me when I say this, we live in this world where you have to have an opinion and that opinion has to be made up and then it has to be like concrete you gotta have facts behind you gotta have google facts and wikipedia facts to behind your opinion and why this is you and you always gotta be ready to be put on the stand not metaphorically put on the stand to defend your opinion whether it's online you know twitter fingers or in person right but hear me good and this is god he spoke it to me and I'm going to speak it to you. It's okay to not know. Like, it's okay to not know. It's okay to be maybe around a group of people who think a certain way about a certain, you know, topic, event, whatever have you not. And you're just not quite sure. Not because of no evidence, just anything, everything in you is just like, I'm just not sure about that. You know, it's okay one to not know. It's, it's okay to make up your mind. It's okay to be like one day you thought this way and the next day you're like, mm, I don't really feel that way. It's literally okay if somebody asks you something to be like, I don't know how I feel about that. And if that person wants to start grilling you, you'd be like, look, I don't know how I feel about that. Like as long as you have your own morals and standards which you live by and you're trying to be the best of your ability, be the best person truly and be like, bring good to this world, it's okay to say maybe I don't believe in this, I don't believe in that, I don't, you know, have this same view of this, same view of that. It's okay. That's literally, I will always echo that for people. I'm gonna say some things that make you challenge some stuff and you don't have to agree with it, it's okay. It's my opinion of how I sometimes see things and then my opinion may change. 10 years from the now, down the line, sorry, 10 years down the line. You know, so I'm just giving you what I feel and think right now. I'm vegan and a whole bunch of stuff. But I'll just start with the vegan. I'm vegan. Never thought I would be vegan. My mind said, you know what I mean? Like you just, it's okay to have an opinion of one thing one way and then change the next. It's okay. Next thing I'm going to say, because we are going to be diving to some rabbit holes. Go as deep as you need to go into the rabbit hole hear me when i say this go as deep as you need to go in the rabbit hole or whatever you, you need to learn about to figure out how you feel about it to create your own base and foundation that you could stand on right certain things i learn about when i feel like maybe it's going too deep into that conspiracy world where it's like there may never be certain answers to certain things i just stop because it's like, I don't want to go to, you know, I've, I'm like very, very smart. And I hate saying it that way. It's just that 
I am. Not only have people told me, I just, I now understand it. Like my vibrations is high, my intellect is high, my you know, street smarts, common sense is high. So all that mixed together, very smart. But actually like um, another episode coming up, probably next episode, I believe, uh, where I'm playing on the Big Bang Theory. Um, and you ever seen the show, Sheldon, I consider myself a black show where I'll be honest, my street smarts and just growing up in the hood allowed me to not be socially awkward like you know Sheldon on TV. But I'm that I'm that genius type. Like, and I guess it's just not me just trying to gloat. This is me saying I study a lot of stuff, and even sometimes I have to stop and go, whoo, this is whoo. I'm I'm whoo, because your brain is a little file cabin. You can only put so much in before you know it's just whew, you just you just you just overload it. You know, and that's why you see the people sometimes that they've went to certain realms and walk of life and we call them crazy or deranged, whatever the people, you know what I mean? Whatever. They just went to a different realm and they couldn't come back. They just start seeing things and learning things and feeling things, which is fine. It's just, they couldn't come back from that world, you know? So go as deep as you need to go into the rabbit hole as far as religion, God, spirituality, food, sex, uh, uh, whatever, you know, dark matter, science, go as deep as you need to go so you're, you know, got the information you need, fact check everything you need to check, and then have your foundation that you can stand on so when people do ask something, you can either say, one, what I say, I don't know, or two, you do have a concrete something to say, this is my foundation, this is what I believe based off of my own research. You feel me? So, it was kind of a little bit of a tidbit there, but it wasn't. This is just letting you know why I consider myself the black sheep, because I always was a different type thinker. My mom used to say, I forgot what she used to say. Um, she's always used to say something about thinking outside the box. She used to be like, yeah, she's a triangle or a square, or not a square, but a triangle or a circle, something like that. Like she was a different shape. She was never a box. So I just always had to, you know, process myself as a different thinker, because she's always allowed me to think differently. When I would challenge stuff, she would let me challenge it. And she didn't keep me in this box. So my brain processes stuff so differently than most people that I'm going to challenge your brain. But I'm also, like I said, I want you, if you're rocking with me, not just rocking with me, but just in general, go as deep as you need to go. And it's okay to say, I don't know. Okay. But the black sheep, we talked about the sheep, blah, 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 black sheep. It's called the goat, right? Where I got this whole concept and topic from was actually a guy from TikTok. Let me get a little tea hook. Got a little guy from TikTok. It's one of those, I was just a swipe and I don't even know if I liked it. I didn't have time to go back and look at it. But he said something very profound. Is the shepherd better than the wolf when it comes to sheep he went on to break it down in his own way and it just had me thinking in my own way and i was like oh snap oh snap because he actually meant it in the biblical sense and i guess we can start there we'll start in the biblical sense god is typically the shepherd that they refer to right we're the sheep we're his flock or even you could say sometimes when they say the pastor is the shepherd and the, the flock will be the congregation or the people that follow the um, pastor, preacher, minister, whatever. So many titles. You, okay. 
Um, and then you can even go as deep as saying, you know, even Jesus sometimes was considered as sacrificial lambs. You know what I mean? He, or sac- he was a sacrificial lamb, right? So just biblical sense, that's how the guide was pretty much taking it is God is the shepherd. And he's trying to say, is the shepherd much better than the wolf when at the end of the day, at the hands of both, they're going to die. One is just a prolonged death. And one is almost like an instant death. And this is this is the kicker. And this will mess me up when I really start thinking about it on my own. Because, you know, I'm, you know, when it comes to animals, I'm like, okay, let's think about this. You can replace the wolf with any other animal. But, you know, they say wolf and sheep's clothing. Trust will get there. But typically, that's the natural selection of things as far as like the circle of life the wolf or whatever lion even right is just doing naturally instinctively what it was meant to do right it's seeking out food it's not trying to capture it for money to sell its wool to do any of that to sacrifice it as an offering it's hungry i'm hungry i want to eat I see you. You look big old fluffy looking marshmallow looking thing. I gotta get this, you know, wool out the way to get to the meat. But once we get past that, we good. We hitting there. Anywho, y'all know I'll be high. Uh, so it just got me thinking. I'm like, at the end of the day, is the shepherd stopping the natural selection of things? Right? The circle of life? By protecting the, the the sheep because let's just say so okay I forgot biblically right this is where it's important because this will, will flock of uh, 100 he said if there's a flock of 100 and there's one sheep that went astray God will um, God or whoever he's pretty much saying God will leave the 99 to go find the one that's how important we all are to God, right? So we'll just use the hundred analogy. That's why it's important. So I can stay with the hundred. Let's just say you have a hundred sheep, a pack of six, seven wolves. By the shepherd protecting all the sheep, right? All wolves may go hungry, uh, you know, whatever. Typically, Let's just say that sheep came across that group uh, um, um, pack of wolves, six or seven wolves, just one day. Each wolf probably just would have got one wolf, if not maybe two to one. So at the most, I'll say you lost about five sheep. Mind you, there are a hundred of them. There are a hundred of them. There are a hundred. You lost five in that little run in. Now, unless the sheep are just dumb enough to not move, and maybe I haven't studied this enough to know about sheep, I don't, maybe I'll go deeper and have a part two, that the sheep wouldn't know, hey, we should move away from here. Most animals know instinctly, hey, prey is coming. Let me get the, me get the fuck away from here. That's why people, that's why the herds be hurting. They'd be like, well, let me get the fuck away from predators are coming, predatoring, right? Um, but just think, just hear me out. Now you got 95 sheep. The wolves are all, you know, fed, circle of life kept going, right? In a weird way, 
It's not like, oh, they just came and dismantled the whole flock. Maybe that'd be different. I just can't see it. I can't see the average, even if it's a pack of 10, and each 10 got a, 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 a sheep. You're still dead. You still got 90. Even if we got to 80. You know, at the end of the day, what I'm saying is there will always be more sheep than there are wolves. Is that because maybe they're being protected? For our good, because it really is a man-made thing now. That we're just now. Let's go animal, man-made. I mean, animal, man. Let's go animal and man. Let's take God out of it. Man skins the skin. It's called shearing. Man shears. I did look that up. Shears the uh, sheep once a year. It has to happen just for hygiene purposes. I get it. So that lets me know in the wild that lifespan maybe was meant for a year. Just maybe. Hear me out. If after about a year, the coat probably gets all matted and all messed up and all that, I don't know. But it's, it literally said once a year it needs to get it done so it, it can live you know, healthy and longer. I'm like, maybe the lifespan was supposed to be just one to two years. And we just out here keeping it longer because of the money that's in the wool business and clothing and fabrics and all that good stuff, right? So we're still, so, you know, just like anything, we overbreed it just so the wolves are not overbred, right? But the sheep are overbred for the purpose of literally skinning them once a year for as long as we can and then either selling them for meat or, like I said, back in the day, let's go back in the day now, they would either sacrifice them, the little baby lambs, not Jesus, the baby, actual baby lambs, for a sacrifice to then eat the meat or once again sell the meat. So it's like, dang, at the hands of, I don't know, it's almost like, like I said, it's just a weird concept that it's like, you're following a shepherd that you think is keeping you safe, but is really manipulating you. I don't even know how to take this episode, y'all. I'm just giving you what I got for like, how, how I'm processing things, you know? Cause it really got me thinking where I'm like, whoa, is the sheep better off by itself in the wild or am I better off with all like just think maybe I can't travel as much as I want to travel or do what I want to instinctively do because the shepherd is leading me where it wants to lead me and that's why sometimes the, the black sheep or the one or two go astray because it's like the other ones are conditioned to just follow the shepherd but maybe the instinct inside of this one was like hey we supposed to be going this way. Let's go this way. And the shepherd was like, nah, we got to get you here so we can sell you over here. But then few rascals, misfits, was like, nah, something inside of me is telling me to go this way. And then the shepherd was like, damn it, you little rascal. Now I got to go find a little rascal one. But is that one really a little rascal? So I'm like, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Because, because that one roamed off to maybe go roam the world to go do what it was instinctively built to do and the shepherd is keeping it almost captured like yeah you have a longer life but it's a longer life of captivity right living in fear because it's almost a fear-based thing where generation after generation you're, you, you were programmed to live Without the shepherd, I'm not safe. I'm saying some stuff. If you catch it, you catch it. If you don't, you don't. 
but what just programming to think hmm without this thing I'm not safe this thing keeps danger away but it's like maybe this thing actually stopped evolution a little bit because instinctively the sheep can't do what it was meant to do it can't evolve just think how long shepherds have been around and how every animal was meant to evolve but like maybe that one didn't get the chance to evolve because we kept it captive we kept it you know using it for sacrifice we were, we were sacrificing the babies the, a lamb is a baby sheep so you sacrificing the baby that sound like Hollywood don't it you go oh I got an episode about Hollywood y'all Hollywood is Babylon, what they call it, Sodom and Gomorrah, it, it is falling. It's falling, but anywho, that's a topic for another day. Trust me, that episode is coming. But sacrificing the babies? Hmm. Witchcraft, you tell me, I got a whole witchcraft episode. Um, so, I don't know. So, what leads me to the black sheep? I actually put a post about this, and I said, maybe the black sheep was born that way. To be able to escape the flock, because I was that black the black sheep was never gonna be able to fit in with the white ones. You was always gonna be looked at as different. No matter if 10, let's say you got a flock of a hundred, 10 accepted you. The other what 98, I mean sorry, 88, was looking at you like, who the hell is you? I promise you, you would only get a few that would accept you because they just looking at you differently and you the whole time you're thinking to yourself i didn't do nothing i'm just i'm just me i was born this way i didn't ask to be black hell sometimes i'm not gonna say it this way but i'd rather be white to fit in with you white motherfuckers hell no that's not what i'm saying trust me i love being black i love being black what am saying i'm sure at some point in the black sheep's life you get tired of being ostracized it's different why you so different? You like, I don't know, God made me this different. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. So just just think. The black sheep maybe was made that way to be able to go leave the flock. To then go run with the wolves. Because the black sheep looks more like a wolf. So instead of, you know how they say, the wolf in sheep's clothing? Mm. Maybe it's a black sheep in a wolf clothing that's gonna save the flock and turns it into the goat. So maybe sometimes you do need to leave what you know, separate from the shepherd, whatever your shepherd may be, and go test some stuff out by yourself. Go test your instincts out. And you may come up against some wolves. Who know? But maybe you 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 were created for a certain way that the wolves may see something about you and go something different about this one something different about this one and I said this on my post you may even have to kill a wolf black sheep to be able to be accepted be like I, I, I ain't no sheep I may look like a sheep but I ain't no sheep I'm a wolf that was born right in sheep's clothing to be able to almost instinctly go back to the wolves to be like, I'm joining y'all. 
And that's how you really, it's almost like protect the flock, is run with the wolves. Run with the wolves. Because maybe you can actually go back in a weird way. Oh, I just thought about this now as I'm doing this episode. Have the wolves go back and not harm the flock, but free them from the shepherd. Now you have six, seven wolves ganging up on the shepherd, but it's not to eat any of the wolves. I mean, it's not to eat any of the sheep. It's to free them. Crazy concept, high concept. I'm going to get some tea. As I'm talking about, excuse me, I'm just like, I know y'all probably think I'm crazy. It's cool, but I'm just I'm just speaking my mind. That's why it's called Mind of the Fox. Renard, the fox. Just speaking my mind. And like I said, the shepherd could be whatever you want. I, I'm not saying the shepherd is God. If you want me to be honest, in my opinion, the shepherd, I'd be more like for religion purposes, the pastor, or even even some of y'all shepherds can be like the patriarch or matriarch of the family. You know, where you you can't think for yourself, and this person has boxed you in for so long that they're protecting you from the wolves. But it's like, what if the wolves ain't that bad? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. We, you are, t- just think about it. Think about what I'm saying. Uh, you, <laughs> you were, you were, um, most of y'all were raised to fear the wolves. But then you go through this process of being boxed in, never, yeah, you travel, but it's a guided path t- for you. You get skint, you get skint once, once a year, so now you're freezing. And I'm like, Maybe the maybe the creation of sheep was for that. To be skinned alive. I mean, when I say that, that sounds horrible. But I, damn, all animals are skinned alive. I don't know how to say it. You know what I mean. Maybe that was God's creation for them. I just don't know. Like I said, we don't, certain things we'll never know because you can't really question it to be like, well, we've been shepherds over them for so long. Like I said, we've stopped their evolution. A sheep is in the same family as a goat and a ram. I mean, it, oh, I was gonna say that motherfucker. Damn it, that motherfucker was meant to be wild. But like anything else, once you domesticate it, huh? <laughs> like, like anything else that we do, we, we domesticate it. It changes what it should have been. Think about that. A wolf is really a dog. We domesticated the wolf to be a dog. And then from that dog, you just start breeding it with certain things and then it just turned into whatever we wanted it to be, right? So the sheep got turned into what we wanted it to be. That over years and years of breeding it like that, it's now conditioned to live in this close quarters, have somebody very similar thinking right next to it, be guided by the shepherd, right? Be skint once a year, and be like, oh, I feel better. I'm got, I got skin. It's gonna grow back, girl. Don't worry about it. And as you're shaking, you're like, you sure? You're, I'm sure the first time they got sheared, that's why I gotta stop saying skinny. The first time they got sheared, I'm sure they mind. They was questioning what in the fuck just happened. And then of course, like I said, you conditioned that this is what's supposed to happen. You're like, oh, I'm ready for it now. I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. That great analogy of conditioning is elephants in the circus. As a baby, they put the stake in the ground and condition them that you're not strong enough to move it. And it's not strong enough to move it as a baby. And as it grows older, even though it gets strong enough to move it, it got conditioned to not move it. 
But some of y'all are just some sheep. Following whatever shepherd you're following. And just take a moment to just think about what you're saying. What have you been following? Just, just freely just following this entity, right? Like I said, you put whatever shepherd you want to put in, thinking it's keeping you safe. But what if, just what if, you was out there in the wild and the only reason why, oh, thank you, spirit, this one just came to me. What if you only sometimes got encountered with the wolves because you wasn't instinctively doing what you was meant to do? You were following the path of a human that couldn't smell danger was coming. Animals have different senses than us. Their instincts are different. Our brains, our, our cortex, frontal cortex, whatever, all, adubalabaka, all that, right? That's what separates us from them. But their instinct going, ooh, danger's coming. Let me get, let me get up out of chill. Danger's coming. Danger! Let me get up. I had a dog named Danger. Danger! I'm in my pit bull. And he wasn't little. He was about 100 something pounds. But anyway, um, think about that. What if they can instinctively, like I said, evolve and do what they're supposed to do? And and then and maybe um, dodge danger on their own because they're being guided by this shepherd who thinks this is the right way for them. Tell you that's a message. That's a message in itself. I had to do my Leo because I got my lion show. I know we talk about goats, but. It could be the same. Like I said, you can replace the lion. I mean, the um, wolf with a uh, lion. Could just think about. Oh, thank you, spirit. Thank you, spirit. Holy spirit. I know. <laughs> so you gonna hear me say thank you, spirit? And I, I like the Bible. Yeah, Holy Spirit. I mean, I like the Bible. Church people say Holy Spirit, God, whatever you want to say. Thank you. That a download quickly came into me as I'm speaking. So I'm thanking whatever entity sent that to me. Trust, we're going to get into my version of God, what I believe. But a download just came in. Think about the the, the deer, antelope uh, with lions, right? They instinctively know that sometimes they have to cross a river, or even sometimes crocodiles are in the water. They have to cross either a river or some kind of plain where they know danger's there, but they got to risk it. And it's tons of them. I mean, like tons of them, tons of them, tons of them. But instinctively, they're doing what God created them to do. To go wherever they were meant to herd and, you know, go to. And maybe meant to feed that other animal that God created to feed. And like, hear me, like I said, with the wolves and the shepherd. I mean, the wolves and the the, uh, sheep. And the shepherd too. The lions can never out-eat how, how, you know, the, the number of deer and antelope. You know what I mean? They just can't do it. It's always like 10 to 1. That was good. I literally did the 10 to 1 with the wolves. And he was following the sheep. It was a 10 to 1 at some point. But it's 10 to 1. 10 to 1. If not more. Or more than time is more. 10. So it's like, even, oh, thank you, spirit. We can just keep going on. Bears during salmon season follow natural geographic. I'm like I said, I'm smart. I be following. I study stuff. The salmon 
in a certain part of the world are born to migrate to another part of the world literally to feed the bears. Their whole upstream journey, it takes a year, two years for each of the new hatchlings to make it. And then they go and they, you know, it's almost like a little circle. You go back to where you was, you know, came from and you have babies there or you, you mate somewhere else and that, that person, whatever. It's like a little circle. It's a weird circle where the fish are born here. They got to make this journey to, um, to mate in another spot. But God is so great. He puts the bears, the bears literally, look this up. The bears be sitting, waiting when they come out of hibernation for salmon season. They be waiting. They just be eating the figs and twigs. They just be waiting. And it's a whole two, three week period where they got to eat as much as they can to go back into hibernation. I may do a whole series on that. But God is saying, just think of it. What if the sheep was created? for a certain purpose and man being the shepherds boxed them in well they couldn't do what they were instinctively created to do to go feed whatever they were created to feed hear me hear me good whatever sheep you are you may need to break away from the flock because God didn't call you to be led by that he called you to instinctively do what you were supposed to do some people are supposed to be sacrifices, sacrificing sacrificial lambs. I believe I'm a sacrificial lamb, and my whole life was created for other people to look at my life and go, hmm, I could do that. If he did it, I could do it. Cool. I don't mind it. All the pain and hurt, if it like changes somebody else's life, and I know it has, I'm great with that. I'm cool with that. I'm okay with that. Right? So just look at every analogy from the lion to the antelope, the antelope, deer whatever we want to call them, they migrate. The scent migrate, but in their migration, they got to go through the lion that feeds the lion, right? Okay. Same thing with the scent, but it migrates. In their migration, it feeds the bears. What is stopping the sheep from migrating? The shepherd. So I don't know what shepherd you have, but look at your life right now and see, is this stopping you? from instinctively doing what God has called you to do, to migrate to wherever you're supposed to migrate, to feed whatever you were supposed to feed, even if it's a sacrifice. That's a word for your ass. Are you instinctively doing what God created you to do to migrate to where you need to migrate to, to feed the other creatures that was created to feed on you? I know that's sounds good and, and so I mean you, you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. Some of y'all was called to be the black sheep. Step into it. Don't you you know you've been the black sheep your whole life and you've been running from it. Step into it. Go be the goat. Your family needs you to be the goat. Go be the goat. Break generational curses. Go be the goat. I, one thing I did, um I went into a private uh, high school, it was breaking a generational curse because one, I understood Education was important, and I, I could have went to a public school and got the same thing, but I understood it was something about, you know, that school. It was the connections that came with it. It was all boy, Catholic. I understood, you know, that could get me somewhere. Boom. I had to go be the black sheep there. 
then I I was the first one in my immediate family to yeah my uh, some people did like community college for a year or so uh, they got an associate but I was the first one to apply to a four-year college away from home away from home got in boom had to leave black sheep that but I'm like and losing the weight black sheep there boom okay people didn't get it okay boom boom sometimes you got to be the black sheep so you can be considered the goat even though I didn't finish school my offspring or you know the offspring of my family could look at my example to be like all right Nard did at least attempt to go to school he had the faith to try it out he had the the courage courage lion courage right um courage to wizard of oz that's if you didn't get that, you need the courage. You had the courage to figure it out. Courage to go figure it out. So I'm calling y'all, some of y'all, not all of y'all, because all y'all can't be black sheets. But some of y'all can be regular sheets. The regular, just, this is the crazy analogy too. And this is where I think some of y'all missed the, the and ooh, I'm, ooh, dang. This is, oh, it's one of those, I'm, I, I know what I want to say, but I'm like, should I hold it? But I'm not going to hold it. How they say the analogy of the shepherd will leave the 99 to go find the one. I'm gonna stay there real quick before I end. This is gonna be the closer. I can tell it's the nail, the, uh, the, the hit on the nail on the head. Excuse me. God leaves the 99 to find the one. What does, that's a great analogy to me that the 99 are left alone, which means, did you really need the shepherd? Because now y'all in danger. It, the, the shepherd has to risk the 99 to do the one. I get the analogy of what, God, what the Bible is trying to say, you're that important, you are that important. But the shepherd left the 99 to find the one. We, it doesn't say how long. It didn't say it was a week, a day. It didn't say, oh, leave the 99 and go find the one. So that meant the 99 was safe by itself without the shepherd being there. That's number one. If we're going deeper into that. Two, two, the church has missed, I think, the uh, analogy. And this is where the black sheep comes in. The church has been focused on the 99 saved souls in the church. Like pastors typically preach to people in the church, meaning... You're not really looking for new people to come. You are, but you're not. Because you, you you preach as if people know the Bible, right? But think of the analogy. The one lost soul. That's what this represents. The law, the one ninety, the one sheep that you know left was the one astray. That's like a lost soul. To me, the church pastors, all y'all really should be focused more on the lost soul. We're flipping the switch, people like me. Clearly, the 99 is safe. Clearly. Hear me. The 99 is safe. You've done all you can for the 99 in the church. If, if the 99 don't know by now how to, you know, what to do, whatever. It's time for the church. Well, it's not time for y'all. Because I guess God is sending people like me. We're going after the one. The one that didn't get it. That's why I said you need the black sheep. Because the black sheep is the one that maybe went off, saw some stuff that the sheep, the sheep didn't see, came back and was like, y'all, I seen some crazy shit out there. Y'all need to go see for yourself. No, 
okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna leave again. And maybe that's why that one keeps leaving because it got it, it, it got to go see for the other people. I don't know, but I'm just saying, the shepherd. I know I just flipped it because it can be good or bad. I know because in that sense, but I'm just saying I'm just going deeper into what God wanted the church to do. It's not focused so much on the people in the church. If they read the Bible already, cool, great. Don't don't worry about them no more. They read the Bible. You can they. Clearly, that's their relationship with God is between them and them now. You didn't done your part. You planted your seed. Cool. Go get the one. I'm challenging all my pastors, preachers, whatever. Go get the one now. Like, for real, for real. I know y'all used to touch on it and open up the, uh, how they do, um, you know, at the end of every sermon where they open up the doors of the church and you know, try to see if people want to get saved. That sounds great. It sounds amazing to be like, we saved three people, three people joined the church. But did you really go get the one? Did you really go get the one? Hmm? Hmm? So I'm out here for the one. I don't give a fuck about the 99. I'm out here for the one that's go get it and then go do their own black sheep jerk. So that's a good way for me to kind of, you know, say what I was saying in the beginning. It's okay to know what you don't know and go deep in the rabbit hole you need to go. I'm not here for the 99. I'm here for the one that's rocking with my frequency that needs to hear from someone like me. Because it wasn't really the Bible version of what I wanted to say, but this was just, I'm going to, most of my messages will have a little God and Bible in there because that's the whole point. God has literally called me to talk about, duh, talk about God. I don't mind talking about God. You know what I'm saying? That's, maybe the next episode. No, not the next episode, because next episode, I want to, anyway. Yeah, next episode will be, um, we'll talk about God in the beginning. We'll talk about God. Okay, cool. Next episode, I hear your spirit. We'll just do it in the beginning. So next episode will be in the beginning. Um, so I love y'all. I know it was a lot going on, but I hope you caught what I was trying to put down. It wasn't really, it was just me just throwing darts and whatever stuck, stuck. But I, it was me to have you think a different way about the sheep, the shepherd, the wolf, the whole analogy of, of a wolf in sheep's clothing. May not be a bad thing. May not be a bad thing. You know? I don't know. So you think how you're supposed to think? You think how you're supposed Yeah, think how you're supposed to think, meaning think how you're supposed to think. Oh, I love it. It, that's what I'm saying that was spirit led because I didn't mean for that to come out that way um, I meant think how you want to think but think how you're supposed to think mean think how you're supposed to think not how I'm telling you to think okay okay I love it um, yeah so we'll do in the beginning that'll be the next episode and I love this whole comment man do y'all see what it's saying live simply be graceful dream this is one of my, I think I'm going to keep this one up for a minute. I like that one. Next couple episodes, go ahead now. I'm going to just let y'all know, let's go ahead now. Until I get my paintings from my painter. Uh, but anywho, so, yes. If you're a black sheep, embrace it. You might be the goat. You never know. So, uh, I guess I know I'm all over the place, but I hope you got something from this episode. And you've been, if you're watching all the way to now, and then you're rocking with me. I mean, I love you because you rock it with me. Most people click off on the first probably five, ten minutes. 
and they missed something good in the 30 minute mark, 40 minute mark. You know what I mean? So this was for you, for you. Yeah, this was for you. For you. What was for you was for you. Um, but our, we changed the mind, body. So, right, Holy Trinity. Living in my mentality, marathon will always continue. Bless up, I say, have a great day.